0: Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. Our hope is that after you hear these guests today and their stories of impact, You want to find a way to make a difference yourself and pay it forward in some way. I'm your host Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today we're going to be learning more about a disability that has only just started to be tracked in recent years. It's a neurological developmental disability that maybe you've been hearing more about, especially in the last 20 years It's one of the fastest growing developmental disorders in the United States, and it's actually more common than childhood cancer, diabetes, and AIDS combined. The disability we're talking about is autism and the prevalence of it in the United States, which has risen steadily since researchers first began tracking it back in 2000. The rise has sparked fears of an autism epidemic, but experts say the bulk of the increase stems from a growing awareness of the condition. Autism is a neurological developmental disability with an estimated 1 in 36 children in the United States diagnosed, boys four times more than girls, with the average age of diagnosis being around four years old. In addition to the children, there are over 5.4 million adults on the spectrum as well. The diversity of the disability means that each person's individual experience And their need for support services can vary widely so for that reason the american psychiatric association uses the term autism spectrum disorder or asd because the prevalence of asd is steadily increasing there really should be a call to action in our community for greater acceptance and understanding of those who are neurodivergent, as well as awareness of support services and resources that are available for individuals and families, especially when it comes to access to care, as well as inclusivity. Today, I welcome to the show a friend of mine who happens to be a longtime member of our Women's Bible Study, Kathy Muro, and her husband, Scott, is here as well to talk about their nonprofit called Our Treasures. Scott and Kathy are parents of three adult children, with two being on the autism spectrum. Their mission is to support, empower, and advocate for families impacted by ASD and related conditions in Southeast Wisconsin. Thanks for being here today, Scott and Kathy.
2: Thank you so much for having us, Joe.
3: Thank you.
1: You are welcome. So why don't you start by sharing with our audience why you started our Treasures?
2: Sure. Um, The first time Scott and I heard the word autism was when our first son was diagnosed and at that time it was uh, mid to late 90s and we were just married, um, young, new parents and we had to figure out how to be special needs parents with a condition that we knew absolutely nothing about. And at that time, we weren't given any resources. So we did research and we did the best we could. But needless to say, we had a lot of questions and some struggles along the way. And when our third son came along, he was also diagnosed on the spectrum. But his experience was so completely different than our first Mm. son. And so we just really felt like we needed help, that we needed to just find people that we can talk to who knew the journey we were on and could possibly offer some advice or insight. And so that gave us the opportunity to just maybe look for a local support group, but we couldn't find anything that fit. So Scott and I decided to start our own parent support group in 2009. And that experience was just so helpful. and. Um, such a blessing to us in so many ways that we wanted to be able to provide that level of support and positive experience to other families. And that's essentially what started our inspiration to um, found our treasures. Mm,
1: that's, that's wonderful. You experienced something, you saw that there was a need, and you did something about it, right? Correct. Scott, do you feel like you were at the same level as, of acceptance as Kathy was when you received the autism diagnosis?
3: no not at first it was a very difficult time for me you know being a, a new dad and you hear something about your your son and there's just a denial phase like no this there, there can't be anything with my child and the way you're testing maybe you miss something maybe you do this whatever it was so it was very difficult and then we had the advantage of Kathy being able to work um be a at-home mom when I went out to work so she saw it all the time you know I saw it in spurts and it really wasn't until we kind of communicated together and she sat me down and said, okay, let, let's let's kind of see what he's doing. And I went and observed him at a, at a preschool he was at, and I really saw that something wasn't right. And so as we started Connected and I started absorbing more and realizing, okay, nothing's wrong with my son. He's just got something different.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you guys support the couples, Um, to what level? You know, tell us more about the couple's support that you provide. Because, again, you guys are living it, right? And you can provide kind of a been there, done that, or been there, still there, you know? Um, Share with us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so we started that actually first from just from our church reaching out to us and wanting us to provide some premarital counseling to some newlyweds um, as they were getting ready to get married and just give them some real life experience as a couple. And as we did that, we started to realize that we have some opportunities there to maybe expand on that and reach out to other couples who are having challenges and going through their own connection issues, um, just because of having kids on the spectrum and having to deal with some you know some of those challenges. So we decided to introduce Couples Talk videos that we do um, through our Facebook and YouTube, and we just get into the heart of the discussions, whether it's conflict, support of each other, um frustrations you know happiness joys celebrations we just we touch on everything because
1: it's real it,
3: it's real yeah, and you yeah. have to work as a couple you can't do it individually if yeah. you're married there are too many relationships that go sour because of some of the you know challenges and headbutting that people have with this
1: yeah and i i can imagine and i i applaud you for you know coming together and saying let's let's look at this together and try and figure out solutions together. Um, Tell us about your support groups, Kathy.
2: Sure, Um, I started, um, we started our first group back in 2009, but post COVID, I decided to start uh, an in-person group called Coffee with Kathy. And that's where I invite People to join me at a local coffee shop or eatery and we have the opportunity to just kind of share each other's experiences, share each other's resources, and get into a lot of of topics as well. So currently we we meet once a month on a Saturday and um, we are meeting in Wauwatosa and Greenfield. But the idea is to create as many of these as possible so that we are creating uh, many different support systems in southeast Wisconsin. And so right now we have about a handful of moms that uh, join us to share their experiences and just chat and and hang out together in a very relaxed and informal environment. But it's not just limited to moms. So anyone who feels like they could benefit from this type of group, I invite you to just join us and be a part of our discussion. And if you can't, I've also um, decided to create monthly Discussion topics and related videos so that you could use that as a guide to start your own group discussion or family discussion.
1: That's awesome. So there might be a uh, coffee with Christine or a coffee with Candace or. <laughs> I know so. different coffee groups around the around the city well it's great because what you're doing is obviously working and so you want to be able to replicate it right which is which is really great uh, and then just to make people aware it's that education piece and you know I think hundred percent that education is so key it's it's so important you know support and advocacy are also very important but how can you support and advocate for something you know very little about right? Education or information, in this case, can start with something as simple as learning what behaviors to look for. You know, how do you interact with someone on the spectrum? Kathy, you mentioned to me that autistic individuals sometimes display meltdowns, which is typically mistaken for tantrums. So what's the difference? I mean, are there related conditions that need to be looked at? These are things that everyone should be aware of, I think, because you just never know when you might encounter a situation where you can use the information that we're going to share with you. So stay tuned because we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to take a deeper dive into those things. So stay tuned and we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Julie Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking in the second segment of our show today with Kathy and Scott Muro, founders of Our Treasures. I mentioned before the break how important education is, no matter what the subject is, so that you're aware of important information and then you can support and advocate for uh, whatever topic that is or cause that is from a place of knowledge. So let's give some examples of that. Kathy, you shared with me that autistic individuals may display meltdowns at times, which is typically mistaken for tantrums. Now, I might encounter such a situation out in the public, but again, coming from a place of knowledge, I would hope that I would be able to handle it then with compassion instead of frustration, potentially. So help us to understand what the difference is.
2: Sure. So when we think of a tantrum, we typically envision a child. So let me use that as an example. So if a child, say, is at a grocery store and is screaming, if the child is having a tantrum, the behavior is communicating that they want something, and so the behavior is actually meant to take control of the situation so the child can get what they want. However, there are a lot of individuals, including autistic individuals, who may have sensory processing differences or who may have difficulty with emotional regulation. So the kicking and screaming behavior is actually communicating that they are not in a good place and that they may potentially need help because they are overwhelmed. And so that's the difference, although it may actually look the same.
1: Hmm. Very interesting, because, again, you never know when you might run into that situation. And then you can look at it and handle it from a place of of compassion. And then what about similar or related conditions? Because your mission statement states that you support families impacted by ASD and related conditions. So what does that exactly mean?
2: Correct, so it is common for autistic individuals to have co-occurring conditions. And what that means is that uh, there are many individuals with autism who deal with symptoms beyond autism. For example, in our household alone, we are dealing with autism spectrum disorder, attention deficit disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, Tourette's, anxiety, depression, GI or digestive issues. And actually, all of those is one child. On the spectrum has all of those issues and the other has some. Mm -hmm. So it is very common for individuals who are um, impacted by autism to also be impacted by other neurological or medical or psychological disorders. So I feel that when we have our support groups we can actually support many many parents whether or not they have an autism diagnosis in the family or not.
1: Wow yeah you're dealing with um, a lot of things but again becoming educated so that you know how to handle it. And then the next step is sharing that information, right? So how do you provide this awareness and this education to the community?
3: So, yeah, so we we learned early on that we really just wanted to share that knowledge because there's a lot of people, including ourselves, that just did not understand so much about autism and what to expect, whether it's people that have children or they're directly impacted by someone that does have a child. So we provide what we call autism one-on-one, kind of goes through the basics of autism, helps people understand that. We have executive function presentations, um, lunch and learns, we've done some uh, DEI presentations, the diversity, equity, inclusion presentations. And the biggest thing we found with this is that we can um, tailor this and, pre- and make presentations to meet the needs of, of the individuals or the, the the company. So it's the parents, educators, businesses, churches, law enforcement. We're very flexible from that standpoint. And they could be in person or online or both. So we really focused on trying to get that education out there. That's our key.
1: That is so critical, I think. Um, Kathy, in addition to being a mother of autistic children, you are also an autism technician and a special ed paraprofessional. So add those things to your resume, right, along with all all the woman extraordinaire that you are, (laughs) Um, because I know you and I know you are. How does that impact the work that you do for Our Treasures?
2: Uh, Well, the first thing it does is it keeps me humble (laughs) because As you know, autism is a spectrum disorder, so every student is very different. So as soon as I feel like I've got a strategy in place that's effective, I'll try it the next day and it won't work. Mm -hmm. So um, it really does give me the opportunity to just learn different strategies and give me a lot of perspective outside of my own personal autism experience. And so I can take those strategies and those experiences and those stories Uh, when I do presentations and when I speak to families and other people. And so I find that to be incredibly helpful. The other thing that does is that it gives me another way to just be boots on the ground and serve the autistic community. And working in schools specifically is wonderful because it gives me the chance to normalize difference in the classroom. Because I work with young children. Uh, I work with kindergarten through fourth grade currently. And so, you know, kindergarten first graders have a very natural curiosity and they're not afraid to ask the questions. Mm. So it gives me the opportunity to answer those questions and to be able to show that difference is normal and they get to see it in the classroom and I get to welcome their curiosity. Um, and answer the questions honestly.
1: That is, again, another very critical thing, I think, when you're working with young kids. is, It's it's typical for them to want to ask and to be curious. And guess what? That's okay, because that's how you learn, Absolutely. right? So that's all good. Um, I understand you offer discussion topics on your website to kind of get conversations started. And one of them is faith-based, which I love. Can you talk about why that's so important to you?
2: Absolutely. Well, I think anyone who is on any type of faith journey, your faith kind of helps to shape your life. It helps to shape how you perceive your life it how you live your life, and ultimately how you parent. So, I thought it was really important to have at least at, at least one topic where we can kind of explore that. so the scripture passages that i've uh, put down to consider and, and the topic really is to be able to think about how we think God sees individuals that society labels as disabled and how that may impact our own perspective which ultimately shapes how we view our child with special needs and how we parent them. So I think it was just really important to be able to have those discussions as well because I I don't see where a lot of those discussions are taking place.
1: Mm, And you're filling a void there which again is really great. Um, So how old are your children now? And because we all know that we can learn lessons from our kids, um, what lessons would you say that they've
3: taught you? So our children are 29, 27, and 22. 29 and 22 are the ones that are on the autism spectrum. And, you know, there is so much that I've learned from them. You know, I came into being a parent. Um, from what I saw and what I grew up with and what I understood a father should be, a dad should be. Yeah, I've had to throw that out the window because <laughs> it was totally different, and my children showed me, yeah, that's not how it works with me. So you really need to um, realize every child develops differently, and you need to do it, in, and they develop in their own time. So you need that to allow that child to learn and grow at their own pace. Um, autistic children learn and grow and adapt like any child, but you know you got to provide them the right tools and the environment and really listen to them. And the best thing I can always say is they're your child. You're gonna get a lot of people telling you this is this, this is that. It's your child, you know them best. Mm -hmm. Go with your gut and really listen to them because they're gonna tell you or show you what they really need.
1: Yeah, and lots and lots of love and encouragement. Absolutely. Yeah, Um, all great stuff here going on. If someone would like to join or maybe start a support group, what would you say they should do, Kathy?
2: Well, you can always contact me um, at, you can go to our website at ourtreasures.net and you can have access to contact me or you can look at the locations and topics for our Coffee with Kathy events. You can also have access to our discussion videos on the website. So that would be the best place to go if you just want to learn more about us and what we're about or maybe join something or contact me and we also have um, Facebook and our YouTube channel and Instagram. Um, But all of that you can access from our website.
1: So can somebody just Google Our Treasures and all that good stuff will come up?
2: You can Google Our Treasures. I found that we don't pop up immediately. Okay. So if you can remember ourtreasures.net, that'll get you access to everything you need.
1: And that's easy, ourtreasures.net. Okay, well, again, I'm on limited time. We could go on and on because there's so much good stuff here. But what last words would you like to leave with our audience today?
2: Sure. For parents and caregivers, I would just like to encourage you and to let you know that we are here. We've traveled this journey, and we're on the journey too, and we get it. And you do not have to travel the journey alone. So if you feel like you need support in any capacity, please contact us. And for everyone else, I also want to encourage you to do what you can to learn more about how you can be more supportive and inclusive to autistic and other neurodivergent individuals. And if you need help with that, we can help you. Please visit our website.
1: And the website again is?
2: Ourtreasures.net
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, wonderful interview. Thank you both so much for sharing your story, your passion for ASD and just um, your desire to make a difference. So thank you so much for being here today.
3: Yeah, thank thank you so much.
2: It has been our pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
1: You are so welcome. So Kathy and Scott and their nonprofit, Our Treasures, offers services to those children diagnosed with ASD and their families. But what about when they age out of services? Where do they go from there? You'll find that out after a short commercial break. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back
0: you're listening to EIG Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN
1: welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group I'm your host Jill Economo, director of community relations so the question that I asked before the break was what happens after children age out of support services My next guest is Sandy Krause, executive director from Wisconsin Autism Empowerment, and Brandon Fredericks, who is the treasurer. Welcome to the show today, Sandy and Brandon. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. So why don't we start out first by having you share what the mission is of Wisconsin Autism Empowerment.
4: Uh, We're about empowerment and building up our autistic community. Networking is a critical aspect of a professional career. We have individuals that connect members with autism-friendly employers and share advice. Our members share firsthand accounts of challenges that they faced and resolved, which makes the path easier for others on the spectrum. Our group believes in first-person voice. We communicate to our community that individuals are their representatives and are entitled to make their own choices. We express that each person has their own experience and needs. In short, um, our mission is to promote the acceptance of autism and to create an inclusive and supportive environment where every person is valued and celebrated for their unique abilities and experiences.
1: Well, that's a nice mission. That's great. Um, Share a little bit more about your organization and who your members are.
5: Um, We are a very diverse group. Most of our members are in their 20s or early 30s. We have members from 18 all the way up to 64. both men and women, um, that we have a lot of members who identify as part of the LGBTQ community, and we are fully inclusive of all of our members. Um, We also have members that are people of color. So um, it's a wide variety of individuals. Um, Our membership ranges from people who are unemployed to people who are underemployed to people who hold professional positions. We have members who are high school educated, all the way to members who have advanced college degrees. It's a wide variety.
1: Okay, very nice. And you said that empowerment is your mission. So how do you serve your members with that in mind?
5: I think the most important part when we say empowerment is to think of that we're talking about a group of adults who have the same needs and desires as any other adult. However, what we need to do is provide a safe social space. So the autistic individuals who come don't feel judged by the, the neurotypicals of the world and when I say neurotypicals I mean the people who don't have the autism label Okay, and so it's an inclusive and welcoming place for all the people in the spectrum to come and hang out with other people like themselves, have conversations and not feel that judging that they may feel in other parts of our world um, and the, the members really provide one another with really good supportive mentoring relationships about just life that people go through as a young adult i mean think back to the early years as a young adult and the things that we all have to figure out Um, they help each other with all those things and often it's a very good safe place to start bigger relationships beyond the walls of the group meetings
1: very nice, very nice. Uh, and again, I think it starts with education. You know, you share. Maybe somebody went through something and they can walk alongside someone who is experiencing the same thing and just sharing their experience, sharing their knowledge, just being together uh, and celebrating life with, with uh, other people, as you say, on the on the spectrum and then those that are not. You know, you just uh, build relationships in that regard. So Kathy talked to us about understanding uh specific situations like how tantrums differ from meltdowns. So uh, help us understand some of the challenges that people on the autism spectrum may deal with and then share how you specifically help them.
4: Uh, Sometimes we discuss personal challenges. Uh, I have two examples of how the group has helped me personally. Uh, I asked members about how they set boundaries with coworkers and friends. Every time I get a new job I wouldn't know how to interact with everyone because everyone has a different personality and other people have met people with these personalities and could tell me how to interact with them. Uh, Another one was uh, confidence. Before I joined the group, talking in a group setting was terrifying to me. I couldn't get a word out. I'd have to wait my turn and I'd wait for somebody to ask me a question before I uh, contributed anything. But being a member of the group, I'm able to interject now and offer my opinions without having to wait for a turn.
1: And you're doing very, very well in this interview. I think you're doing a great job even now. So yeah. Yeah,
4: um, We've also discussed uh, disability resources, uh, different types of assistance that's available, but it's not advertised. And it could often be difficult to navigate through. So we have members that help members with that. Uh, We also invite professionals to our meetings. We've invited people to talk about mindfulness and anxiety-reducing techniques. We've invited managers of autism-friendly employers to to our group to explain and practice job interviews. We've discussed what to anticipate during them and what to do, what not to do. But first and foremost, we are a, we're a social space. Not all of our social events revolve around challenges associated with autism. We mainly discuss current events, movies, video games, and music. Uh, we want people to share their interests, tell funny stories, and it's just a social outlet where we welcome expression and value uniqueness,
1: and th- that's great. I mean, that's like any other fellowship group. You know, any other, you get like-minded people together, and you you talk and you do life together. You know, I think that's that's awesome, and th- that's how it should be, right? Um, much like any individual with a difference of some kind, whether that's physically, emotionally, cognitively, as you describe, uh, you mentioned, Sandra, Sandy, before, autism versus neurotypical, right? It helps to understand how they're different. Seek first to understand, right? Mm-hmm. And then how best to communicate and build a relationship with people on the spectrum, how to be their friend, how to interact with them. Um, We talked a little bit about this with Kathy and Scott in the previous segments. So after the break, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, Both Brandon and Sandy are going to share with us what they think is important for us to understand about adults on the autism spectrum. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after commercial break.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking in this last segment with Sandy Krause and Brandon Fredericks from the Wisconsin Autism Empowerment Nonprofit. So I mentioned before the break how important I think it is to seek first to understand in any number of ways when we're connecting with other people. Understand their strengths, understand their weaknesses, their abilities, their disabilities, what makes them tick. Get to know them better on the inside and not just from an external perspective. I think it just helps to make a better connection, right? So um, tell us, Brandon and Sandy, what, what should we know and how can we better understand adults living
4: with autism? Uh, Wisconsin Autism Empowerment uh, regards autism spectrum disorder as not just a diagnosis, but a community of individuals with something in common. It's a culture of people just trying to live their lives. Although people on the spectrum ex- experience similar situations, we have different backgrounds, choices we make, and relationships that shape who we are. Uh, we want people to know that we're no less human if we need assistance and should be de- not be devalued when we ask for help. Independence doesn't mean doing everything yourself. It is freedom from control and making choices for oneself. And uh, in being human, we desire relationships. We want friends, family, and their acceptance. We desire fair competition when it comes to employment. Uh, In an appropriate position, we can perform the same as or better than our peers. The autistic community has a high unemployment and underemployment rate. The community is an untapped resource of good workers. I think one reason for this is the the perception of the autistic community Uh, we're not unintelligent lazy or unwilling to learn uh, nor are we superhuman computers or masters in our field Uh, we're people with particular vulnerabilities and unique challenges that can be mitigated and overcome with a bit of help
1: and i think that's not unlike any of us right i mean we have certain situations certain strengths certain weaknesses certain disabilities i mean it's it's again it's It's just everybody understanding everybody else and trying to be a little bit more kind or compassionate and just understand that we're all trying to do this thing called life together and how can we best do that, right? How have you gotten your message out to the public then about all these great things that you're doing?
5: Um, Our group has done a lot of outreach. We've done outreach towards parents and we've done a lot of outreach towards colleges and communities. most important part of that is the first person accounts of what works and what doesn't work. Because the people in the autism community can speak for themselves. That is the best resource. So we have done things like we did a panel presentation for parents that was called What I Wished My Parents Knew, where the adults in our group spoke to parents who had younger kids on the spectrum.
1: Oh, very nice. And it was
5: eye opening. I bet. It was yeah. Absolutely eye opening. Um, And I know it provided a lot of help for parents trying to figure out what to do best for their kids because what better resource than the the person who's now an adult who's been through this? Um, We also um, did training for MATC's entire security staff, and we did training for MATC's teachers and administrators. Um, And we have a panel, we participate in a panel with Marquette School of Health Sciences every year that they have for professionals telling them how to best interact with people on the spectrum. Um, And our group was part of a national study, an ongoing study, that's being done by Children's National Hospital. They're studying the health disparities of autistic adults who identify in the LGBT community. Um, So we've been involved in that study as well.
1: Nice. You're finding out some Nice ways to get your message out. That's yep. wonderful. So, since it's so important to bring people together that are different, like we've been talking about, so that we can better understand each other, how are you working to create a bridge, if you will, and connect those with autism and neurotypical people?
5: Um, we have some community events that we'll do. Um, one thing that's been a, a real comfortable setting is a game night with board games. Um, where we invite the general community to come to a group meeting where we have everybody together playing board games. That just gives you that comfortable background. Um, We've also done movie nights. Who doesn't love
1: a good movie?
5: Exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, the before and after, you're talking about the movie. So that gives you an instant, easy conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, that gives other people an opportunity as well to see. I guess the other thing is that, I, I would encourage the people in the world that, you know, have that neurotypical label because we have a label too. We just don't have the autistic label. We have a different label. Our label is neurotypical. To stop and think and realize that there's a spectrum of all humans and we're all somewhere on some spectrum. So look at the other human being in front of you as who they are, that individual human being.
1: Absolutely, I agree 100%. Um, you do some great things in the community, getting your message out. Do you have partners that you work with on these efforts?
4: Uh, yes, we do. We have three partners at the moment. Uh, one of them we work with is Our Treasures, who we heard earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and Independence First, and Islands of Brilliance. With Our Treasures, as Sandy mentioned, we do the What I Wish My Parents New panel. Uh, with Independence First, they have an educational series that we provide them a a topic, and they have someone come in and talk about it.
1: Very nice. I've actually interviewed um, Independence First and Islands of Brilliance, so great organizations uh, just like you guys are. So we like to get the message out about these great resources that are available in our community. So if someone is listening that's interested in joining your group, what are some things that they should know?
4: Uh, First, they must know that membership is uh, free We cover the costs related to our host location, and we provide snacks. Okay,
1: again, food, we're there. (laughs) That's a great way to bring people together, yeah. Food and a movie, how perfect is that, yeah.
4: Another thing to note is that our group meetings are closed. Uh, Closed means you must be approved for membership via our meetup site before attending the meetings. Uh, After your membership is approved, that's when we share the location of our meetings. Uh, We do this to protect our members' privacy and ensure safety. We've had people try to come to market to the group just to make a sale and uh, there's others that just want to study us or there's other people that want to go just to watch for entertainment so we try and protect our members as much as possible
1: mm, very good that's important for for sure um, what's the best way for people to find out more give us some contact information before we leave
4: well uh... We just built a website for our group. Uh, you can search us on Google, Wisconsin Autism Empowerment. Uh, you'll find us on social media, Facebook and Meetup. Both of those are linked on our website. And if, uh, so if you're an adult on the spectrum and you want to meet new people, come join us. Uh, if you have an organization that would like to share how to interact with individuals on the autism spectrum, you can contact us through our website, um, email us directly at wisconsinautism@gmail. at Gmail.
1: Okay, wonderful. Well, I hope you guys are writing all that information down because it's all good stuff. And I had asked this question of Kathy because sometimes it's just easy for people to Google it. So if Google uh, works, does that work in your favor? If you Google it, you come up with all the contact information? Yes, it does. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So just Google Wisconsin Autism Empowerment. Um, And I just want to thank Sandy Krause and Brandon Fredricks again for Uh, sharing your story, your personal stories, and your mission and your vision, um, and working with people on uh, the autism spectrum and making a difference for them. So thank you for being here today.
4: Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure.
1: You're welcome. Uh, Again, I want to thank my first guests, too, Scott and Kathy Muro, founders of Our Treasures, along with Sandy and Brandon from Wisconsin Autism Empowerment. I appreciate you sharing, again, and being vulnerable and how you're making a difference for not only those on the autism spectrum, but for others as well. So thank you. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out directly to Kathy and Scott or Sandy and Brandon. If you know of a great organization doing great work in our community that you think would be a great guest for the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262 691 3200. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a compassionate, caring, and inclusive place to work and live. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at allenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and we're excited to share that you can also listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. My call to action for the show today is for greater acceptance and understanding of those who are different from us in any number of different ways, especially when it comes to building relationships, access to care, as well as inclusivity. Give some thought to how you can make a difference in some way for someone you know or someone you encounter in our community with ASD. Our guests have shared today many ways that you can do that and make a significant impact. By doing so, you will have found a way to be a blessing and give a blessing all at the same time. Thank you for listening today and make it a great day.